Hi everyone and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful day and that the cooler temperatures of fall are slowly making their way to you. We are enjoying a little of it here in the south and looking forward to the continual drop in temperature over the next few weeks. As my mom said, she was ready for fall last fall and I am sure there are several more of you who would echo that same thought. For our study today, we will actually be looking at several women because they all have one common thread woven into their stories, wisdom, and it played a critical role in each of their lives. Wisdom is not just a character quality to be admired. It is one that actually produces fruit. It is something that accomplishes so much, often for the benefit of others. We will see this play out in all four of these stories. Let's start with the wise woman of Tekoa. That was her title. She was simply known as a wise woman, and her story is told in 2 Samuel 14, verses 1 through 21. For the sake of time, we are not going to read all of these verses, but just highlight a few as we go along. Absalom has fled due to murdering his half-brother Amnon for what he did to Tamar. Three years have passed, and neither father nor son have given ground to bring about reconciliation. So... Joab decides to take matters into his own hand. Thinking that David would take it better from someone else, he calls a wise woman to tell the king a story, something that seemed to be a good way to reach him, as Nathan the prophet had done earlier. This story will be given to her word for word by Joab, and he believes she has what it takes to tell it with conviction. The word wise carries the idea of skillful, prudent, of being wise in administration. She was a woman who knew how to carry herself, making her a good candidate for the task. Joab asked her to tell the king that she is a widow with a son who has killed his brother. Sound familiar? With great skill, she manages to shift from her plight to the king's. Listen to her approach in verse 12. Then the woman said, Let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak one word, unto my lord the king. And he said, say on. Notice that she does not charge forward with the change in subject, but skillfully appeals to David as his handmaid, asking permission to say one more thing. Wisdom knows how to behave and understands how each matter should be handled. With beautiful skill, she slowly opens the door to a subject that has been avoided for three years. She begins to connect the dots between her story and David's current situation. Listen to verse 13. And the woman said, Wherefore then hast thou thought such a thing against the people of God? For the king doth speak this thing as one which is faulty, in that the king doth not fetch home again his banished. She asks David why he has not tried to bring his own son home or even extended forgiveness. He was willing to do so for her son, who seemingly committed the same crime, but not for Absalom. It doesn't take David long, though, however, to realize that Joab is behind this. And in the end, the goal is achieved. And Absalom is allowed to return home, though that would not be the end of their struggle, but that's another story altogether. The fruit I want to point out regarding wisdom is intercession. Joab used this wise woman to intercede on behalf of two people that were, in fact, family. Remember that Joab was David's nephew, making Absalom his cousin. Sometimes we want to help our family or friends, as we see them ignore obvious problems, but this requires wisdom. Wisdom is knowing when and how to speak to them. 
It is having the skill necessary to approach and appeal. May we be women who speak with wisdom to others instead of charging in with thoughtless words, no matter how well they were intended to be. If we don't administer them with wisdom, it can quickly end in disaster. In 2 Samuel 20, verses 14 to 22, we are introduced to the wise woman of Abel, who also had a run-in with Joab. It's interesting that he seemed to come into contact with several women who were wise. This is an interesting story for sure. Joab is in pursuit of a man who is trying to start a rebellion against David. Joab is in hot pursuit and follows this man all the way to the city of Abel, which was quickly surrounded by Joab and his army. It seems that the residents don't know what to do until one woman speaks up in verse 16. Then cried a wise woman out of the city, Hear, hear, say, I pray you unto Joab, come near hither that I may speak with thee. It is interesting that it is a wise woman who speaks out versus a wise man. Maybe it was her protective nature that pushed her into action. However, she realized the seriousness of this situation and wanted to know what was the root cause of this. Hear her ask Joab about the problem in verses 18 and 19. Then she spake, saying, They were wont to speak in old time, saying, They shall surely ask counsel at Abel. And so they ended the matter. I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. Thou seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why wilt thou swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? She begins by reminding him of the town's reputation, which seems to be famous for wisdom and the ability to settle disputes, which is exactly what is needed in this particular moment. She also makes a point to mention two specific characteristics of not just herself, but many of the town's occupants. She is one that is peaceable and faithful. That is, she is not on the warpath. She has no desire to join a rebellion like this man who fled to their city. She is also faithful. She is loyal to David, not this other man. Again, wisdom knows what to say to help deflate a dangerous situation. She didn't yell at Joab saying, what do you think you're doing? Are you trying to destroy us? Don't you know who we are and what we have been to Israel? Instead of antagonizing Joab and stirring the pot more, she gently reminds him of their reputation and that they are on the same side as Joab. I really love reading this story because her words are truly amazing. She doesn't permit fear nor anger to get the better of her, but instead lets wisdom take the lead. Joab listens to her words, the words of a woman, imagine, and together they arrive at a solution. I believe this is another fruit of wisdom, the ability to handle disputes and skillfully diffuse a dangerous situation. It is wisdom who can quickly assess a problem and seeks to find the answer to everyone's satisfaction. In many ways, this woman truly lived out the verse, a soft answer turneth away wrath. May we be women who respond to any situation, whether it be a huge crisis or a family drama, again, with wisdom. Not letting our emotions get the better of us, but speaking and behaving as wise women. Our next story involves two women, two mothers, who go before a newly crowned King Solomon. And the events are told in 1 Kings 3, verses 16 to 28. These two women were harlots who had each given birth to a child. Sadly, one had died during the night, and now they were fighting over the remaining child. Each was unwilling to give ground and it was up to Solomon to discern the truth. Something worth pointing out is that the previous verses described his dream that God asked him what he wanted 
And what he wanted more than anything was wisdom, a request that was granted. Now it was going to be put to the ultimate test and talk about a trial by fire. Back and forth, these women went with their claims that the living child was theirs. Finally, Solomon had had enough and called for a sword. What a shock that must have sent around the room accompanied by some horrified gasps. The next set of words would only increase the shock as Solomon said to cut the living child in two and give a piece to each woman. Suddenly, the true mother cries out for mercy. The other woman can have him. Just let him live. Sadly, the other woman also had something to say. Go ahead and kill him so neither of us will have a child. Solomon's decision triggered a reaction in both women and revealed what was in their hearts and ultimately revealed the truth. This is a fruit of wisdom. It's discernment, having the ability to correctly judge a matter. Solomon had asked God for wisdom, for an understanding heart, and it had been granted to him. Remember that God is willing to give wisdom to all who ask for it, who seek after it, like Solomon did. May we be women who ask God for wisdom, who develop a discernment that will influence our decisions for ourselves, our families, and even those around us who come to us for help. The final story is found in 1 Kings 10 verses 1 through 13, which is where we are introduced to the Queen of Sheba. She was a woman who had heard the rumors about King Solomon and came with her set of hard questions to challenge him, which revealed that she possessed some wisdom of her own since she was willing to search out a matter to see if it was so, even if that meant she had to travel to find out. Solomon patiently answers all of her questions, even gives her a tour of his kingdom, which results in her being literally left breathless. Listen to her response in verses 6 through 8. And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit, I believe not the words until I came, and mine eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. Happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. What a beautiful way to summarize her visit. And in it, she revealed another fruit of wisdom. It produces a blessing, an atmosphere of harmony. The word happy in verse 8 means blessed. That is what true wisdom does. It blesses everyone who hears it. Think about that for a moment. A wise person blesses others by their words and behavior because they know how to act and what to say that can help and heal a situation. I have had the privilege to visit with people who possessed wisdom, and I must say that it was a wonderful atmosphere, peaceful, harmonious, and oh, so pleasant. May we be women whose wisdom blesses others. That creates a sweet atmosphere in our homes for everyone to enjoy. I would like to end today's episode by reading Proverbs 3, verses 13 to 18. They describe more fruits of wisdom. Listen to what they are. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. Wisdom is a wonderful, precious, valuable possession that can be ours if we ask for it. 
if we seek it like treasure and its fruits are abundant and far-reaching. May we be women who desire wisdom, who are willing to do whatever it takes to have it. Start by reading your Bible on a daily basis. Spend time digging deep and asking God, like Solomon did, to give you wisdom and an understanding heart. I promise he will not refuse this request, but he will delight in answering it.